I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents... Payne and Pendergast. Here was Tom Brady on the Let's Go podcast. Podcast he does with Jim Gray. His cabana boy that he brings around with him to all interviews. Nobody interviews Tom Brady except Jim Gray. He's got dibs. Um, Here was Jim Gray asking Tom Brady about Brady's future. Is Tom Brady working here? Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, You said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do? Uh, regarding your football career. Jim, if I knew what I was going to f***ing do, I'd have already f***ing done it. Okay? I'm taking it a day at a time. I sense you're antagonized by the question. <laughs> you're scratching. It's only the question scratching. that everybody wants to hear. You're scratchy. Scratchy. I appreciate your asking. Thank you. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Brady clearly not angry. Yeah, he was. Uh, that was either pre-planned or just him playing a joke on Jim Gray. The more I listen to it, I, I'm surprised that people are the joke being that he cursed. Yeah, or just acting as angry as he did. Yeah, because every every conversation he ever does with Jim Gray, Gray is like a completely canned softball interview. I mean, that's just like, they present it as such. It's it's Hands his, in the questions yeah, beforehand. It's his yeah. friend Jim Gray. Yeah. And Jim Gray when he asks any tough question is always asking it like, "Well, you know, people are asking and uh, let me bring it up because people say" And then Tom Brady says, well, Jim Gray, I don't know why they put us together, but we both got the most annoyingly nasal accents. <laughs> and then <laughs> they start complaining about 30-person group text. Yes, yes, two yes, of them. yes. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I think it's mostly headline writers, actually, that are discussing this seriously. Yeah. I don't think, I keep seeing all these headlines about Jim Gray, uh, about Tom Brady being Brady cursing is that. what made the most news out of that whole thing. I don't know. He does. Isn't LFG? Didn't that start with Brady? Yeah, but no, that he actually said the, said the curse word. You know, it, oh, you're saying like, oh, the. It's not just let's go. It's, yeah. I know it's a let's go podcast. Yeah. But I think he's like at various times. But he's a potty mouth on the field. Right. Yeah, he's a son of a bee. That's right. I wouldn't. I'm not Brady. I wouldn't use the actual word. Right. Not me. Right. No. You've but got yeah. Class. He's yeah. he's got he's got an obvious edge to him. Right. Like the whole notion that somehow he's this this uh, pristine, uh, you know, uh, choir boy or something. That's ridiculous. That went out the door when he, you know, when he when he knocked up his first girlfriend, Bridget Moynihan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You remember, people in Boston were like, "What am I going to tell my children? <laughs> Having this child out of wedlock." Yeah. Like oh he's Tom he's Tom Brady that's Tell what you got tell laid, your kids man. that's yeah. why like if if your kid wants a Bridget Moynihan in his life and knock right. up Bridget Moynihan then go uh, practice football harder that's you right. know go start what throwing, you tell your kid throwing it through the tires man absolutely.
Would you choose if you had to choose between Bridget Moynihan and Giselle Bundchen? Br- Bridget Moynihan, and it's not close. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And I'm not even saying like aesthetically or whatever, although she is more my type, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just I find Giselle annoying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just point I think, blank, I find I, her annoying. I think Bridget Moynihan would know how to handle an interview, uh, like without disclosing that her husband hid concussions from yeah. the league. Yeah. Like without, can my wife keep from incriminating me? That's always, usually when I, uh, went back when I was dating, my first question I would always ask after a, uh, a date, a quote unquote, I would say, all right, this is somebody I can trust to not incriminate me in a casual today show interview. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, like Giselle, she failed. So I kicked her out. Cause I was like, <laughs> yeah, you heard me. <laughs> she, um, so for those of you who don't know what I was talking about, she was just randomly doing an interview about, you know, her worrying about her husband. And she said, she just flat out said like he had concussions last year. Yeah. And do you know it? And he had never been diagnosed with a concussion last right, year. Right. Right. It was just so like that kind of stuff and her kind of injecting herself into stuff that could cause team dynamic issues. I, I never needed it. I don't yeah. think, to your point, the, what I think you're referring to with that last part, I don't think Bridget Moynihan would be blaming my teammates for a Super Bowl loss. Yeah. Remember that when Welker Welker couldn't bring in that pass in 2011 mm. in the Super Bowl and Giselle was spotted in the elevator? Just, I don't think Bridget Moynihan would do my that. My husband cannot throw the ball and catch the ball. Like, Okay, great. So, yeah, I've never heard Bridget Moynihan uh, tear down, like, the entire receiving core Neither of my I. husband's team. Of course, I've never heard her talk, but yeah. still, yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting to the root of the matter, Lay aren't up. we? Yes. Yeah. Uh, plus, I feel like Bridget Moynihan wouldn't uh, get, get blown into the river when a strong wind gust came by, too. So, Like Giselle? Yeah. 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 I, uh, and yet it didn't work out with Bridget Moynihan and Tom Brady. They were young. Yeah. He was always, I think that's the thing about Tom, though. He's always been a little bit of uh, chasing the, the glamour. Yeah. You know, like he was into the Hollywood side of things and, and the glitz. That's why he dressed up before that gala in, in those goofy outfits in mm-hmm. New York every year. Likes to be seen. He likes to be seen a little bit. Yep. He's got a little bit of the Verlander in him. Yeah, you know, Verlander is a little bit like, uh, he likes to be out there. It's the difference between Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. And like, who's the more likable dude in that in that duo? It's clearly Damon. Yeah, and Damon's yeah. not. Damon doesn't lust after the fame and glitz no. and everything. Damon's probably at soccer practice right now or something. Yeah, it's like, who are you going to date, Jim Gray or Tom Brady? Jim Gray every all day, every day. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Problem is, they might be dating each other. Who yeah. knows? All right, uh, Larry is in Stafford. Once in on the show, Larry, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, son? Great call on uh, Mon- Bridget Monahan, man. Yeah, you don't want. Giselle is going to be way too much work. Yes. And she's probably 99.9% boring in bed, man. Go get you a freak, man. And I think Monahan is a bigger freak, though. Um, That's a word on the street. Yeah. Before I, before she's I get got into, the baby to prove it. <laughs> hey, and she, hey, she got some other hitters on her car, too. So, you know, it, it, it's all love, man. I just think Giselle is just one of those things, a showpiece. But before I really get into it, Oh, oh, y'all was talking about Aaron Rodgers early, and I and I kind of this kind of goes back to Tom Brady and uh, Bridget Monahan too, because I think I started noticing Aaron starting to to change after that whole breakup with Dana Pat Dana that race car driver yeah, Dana, Dana Patrick, yeah, Dana Patrick, and then I think he he was hitting Olivia Munn or whatever, so I think he went through this whole process of. He was trying to be a superstar too, but then those breakups kind of like 
warped his mind or something. Now he on high heat, hashish and marijuana, whatever he's doing now. It just seems like he's all earthy now, man. So I don't really, I don't really know what's going on with him. But he went from being really, really likable to not likable in a matter of a couple years, man. His talent is undisputed, but just how he goes about just thinking that he's floating on on these clouds above everybody, that's kind of what's irritating about Aaron Rodgers. Now, look, here's what I wanted to talk to you guys about. Now, we know that the coaches in Philadelphia are Gannon, and I, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Stinich or whatever his name, right? We know that those guys are in, in the running for the head coaching job over there on Kirby or whatever. But I never understand why we don't ever hear anything about them and what kind of staff they can put together because they may not have the kind of assets or the kind of uh, Rolodex that D'Amico has because here's the thing. Back in 2006, do y'all remember who the Texans offensive coordinator or assistant head coach was? It was Mike Sherman. Do y'all remember who their O-line coach was? It was John Benton. Seth, I don't remember. I don't know if you know Bob Kamalowicz or whatever, but he was a D-line coach. Yeah. I think D'Amico has, when you, with Seth, when you was talking about maybe finding somebody older to put in those kind of positions, that's exactly the playbook that Kubiak did, and that's also the exact same playbook that Kyle Shanahan is doing when he, when he was in Atlanta and when he was, and when he was in, uh, in, in San Francisco. I think D'Amico is going to have the right kind of guys that he can put over there, whether it's Clint Kubiak or whether it's Anthony Lynn or whether it's some other mature dudes that he can put in position. But I would want him to get somebody that's going if to – if it is D'Amico, that's going to be able to teach that zone run scheme like it was coming from Bill Walsh himself because that's going to be the key to the whole offense because if you can't figure out that offensive line doing that zone run scheme, it's going to be a struggle for any quarterback you put in there. So I'm thinking that if D'Amico can get over there, he's going to get the right kind of people. Last but not least, fellas, it's always a pleasure to talk to y'all. Let me get in and everything, man, and I appreciate all the love. And all right, thanks, Larry. Appreciate that. My favorite part, that was one of Larry's greater calls, I yeah. would say, there, because he got in hitting Olivia Munn and Aaron Rodgers being on hashish or marijuana or something. Ayahuasca is what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. He got all that in and yeah. then says – Here's what I really called in about. <laughs> um, I, you know what? I would revise what Larry said because early on, you know, between Mike Sherman and Richard Smith was the defensive coordinator who was not ever a head coaching candidate ever anywhere, um, as far as I know, unless there's owners that stupid. It's uh, that that didn't work out as well as when they got Wade Phillips that it yeah. really turned it. So like Wade Phillips would have been a better choice initially. Um, as far as Aaron Rodgers, you know, as he was talking about him trying to be a hippie. Because uh, he does. He gets on, he's like, he's trying to talk peace, love, and happiness and togetherness and all this stuff, and nobody's buying it. And it's almost a difference between, okay, Bill Walton, genuine hippie, versus Jenny's boyfriend in Forrest Gump. Like, remember the guy? Oh, that guy. The guy that was like, uh, you know, asked who's the baby killer, and then he smacked Jenny around yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Fake ass hippie. He got he's his. Like, he's got all the talking points right. Yeah. Right. Like he knows he knows the bullet points, but it's not in his heart. That's Aaron Rodgers. Jenny's Jenny's boyfriend. You can in, just take the rest of the show off. Yeah. You're done. Your work is done here today. That's the that that's perfect. Yeah, that's a perfect analogy. It's the guy. It's the, anybody that's going through some kind of. They're trying to be. They're trying to 
make a transition into being a different type of person, but it's all talking points at yeah. this point. Maybe sometime, maybe at some point they'll actually get there. Forrest beat him up at the Black Panther party. That's right. I'm sorry. I'm disrupting sorry your Sorry I ruined your Black Panther party. <laughs> <laughs> sorry I beat up this fake hippie. I saw a video on TikTok yesterday. There's this girl talking to her boyfriend before they're going to see her parents for the first time. And they, they drew it out a long time. But she's saying, like, please, just I just need to ask you this one thing. Just because I just I love you so much. And I think they're going to love you. Could you please just not do your Forrest Gump voice tonight? <laughs> He's like, OK, Jenny. <laughs> that's hard. funny once you start doing a Forrest Gump voice it's a, once you break the seal it's hard not to do it the rest of the day especially when you're specifically told it's responding to a request to not do it <laughs> see I'm sorry now, that's I, funny what did he say about the Black Panther party sorry I ruined your Black Panther party <laughs> he should not be hitting you Jenny yeah thanks Forrest yeah <laughs> 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 All right. We uh, got one segment to go. Uh, John Lopez, Landry Locker, we'll, uh, we'll find out what they've got going on on their show today. It's the Houston Sports Awards tonight. I'm, I'm going to get on the record here. We've got a couple of categories that are going to get revealed tonight at the Houston Sports Awards. What do we think wins best moment and best athlete? It will be a celebration of Strohs tonight over at the Wortham Center. Stay there. You're listening to Payne and Pendergast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.